so many small business owners settle for either no support or inadequate support and yeah one of the most satisfying parts of my jobs is, is actually showing them Hi, I'm Julie Hyde, and I'm passionate about inspiring leaders to step up and lead and be powerful role models for those around them. My guests are all doing just that, and I ask them to share how they are making it count and how they have created their success. I can't wait to share their amazing stories with you. My guest today is Michelle Broadman. Michelle runs her own business, transforming the businesses and the lives of their owners. She is the woman behind the woman, their sounding board and cheerleader, and is passionate about seeing others succeed. Prior to starting her business five years ago, Michelle spent a decade in the television industry, playing an integral role in building two startups from solo entities to thriving global brands. She's supported hundreds of women as they up-level their businesses. Her superpower is being able to cut through the overwhelm that comes from running a business alone, removing the roadblocks and identifying the right opportunities and resources to bring their ideas to life. Michelle shares some really awesome insights on this chat and has been someone that I work with currently, and she has provided me a real unicorn to enable me to take my my business to the next level. So I really hope that you enjoy this chat with Michelle. Thanks for having me, Julie. So looking forward to our chat today and we're talking everything outsourcing and delegating things that enable businesses to thrive. So shall we just jump straight into it? Yes, favorite subject. So, <laughs> let's go. Yes. Well, I'd love to chat about your background, like where sort of Michelle started, because you've got such an interesting background. And I'd love to know sort of how that got you to where you are today. Got me to where I am. So I guess, yeah, so my the common theme throughout my career has been that I've always been like the woman behind the woman. So, you know, that that support person, that's what I've always been, that person that enables someone to be front and centre, either, you know, in their corporate role or running a business. So I've worked in both small and large business, but my, my passion has always been in small business. Um, and before starting my own business for uh, just over 10 years, I worked in the television industry and I helped two startups in, in the television industry there. Um, so I was like employee number two in both cases. So there was the founder of the business. And then um, I came in as like a sort of office manager, ops manager, jack of all trades. And together with the founder, we did everything. And then we grew the, as we grew the business, um, we grew by delegating and outsourcing to the right people. Um, and both of those businesses became international, you know, multi seven figure businesses during their time. And while I was doing that, I absolutely you know love love loved being in the television industry uh until I didn't basically I just fell out of love with the industry and um you know in that time I'd had my two kids I'd like my life had just changed so dramatically you know I think 
telly and media is definitely great when you're young and single and can go to all the parties and do all the trips and do all of that sort of stuff, which which was fun for, for a great period of time until it wasn't. So, yeah, all the things that I, I loved about it, kind of I didn't love anymore and I was really at a loss as to what was next so I just turned 40 I was kind of you know I just was thinking Jesus what like you know what is next for me so I actually engaged a career coach um, because it's really hard when you're working I was once I was institutionalized but you know when you've been working in an industry for such a long time when you're known for being a person within an industry to then go I don't want to do that anymore but I really had no clue what I wanted to do so engaged a career coach to kind of work through um what I could do that was actually valuable to other people because I just thought oh well you know I'm this television executive and and you know that's kind of all I can do so she helped me really unlock the skill well yeah the skills and qualities that I had that were uh, valuable to other people and so that was just over five years ago now I worked with her and then I started my own business and the business when it started was very much still that hands-on business management, but for, you know, a number of different clients um, until I started to kind of um, do a lot more strategic work as opposed to the hands-on stuff. So pull back on the hands-on stuff. And now I do more, um, yeah, more of the strategic stuff. So yeah, that's kind of, that's the long story of how I, I came to be where I am now. Yeah, I love it. And I, I definitely understand what you mean about, you know, thinking that you're institutionalized when you've been working somewhere for a long time. Because I certainly yeah. had that experience too when I worked mm. in corporate for 21 years in the same, well, the same place, same industry. And it's like, gosh, you know, that's all I knew. Yeah. That, you know, it, I, I just knew those people. I knew their processes. And it's like, hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. So what's next? And yeah, it is a big sort of transition and a big journey. And um, but then understanding the skills that you have that are so you know translatable. Trans- yes, and that was what I just I I you know it was like I was numbed to what was transferable mm. to other businesses. But actually, what I ended up doing in my business was doing what I had done for those last two jobs, but just for a lot more people. Um, And, yeah, because you kind of just think that people know the stuff that you know. So it's like, why would they need me to do that? And then you get out into the, the real world and you go, oh, actually... No, they, they do need a me. They need they need me to help them. So, um, but when you've been in something for such a long time, it's you, you do lose touch with with that. Yeah, absolutely. So now that you are the wingwoman to female entrepreneurs and finder of unicorns, which I love. So that's a <laughs> tick from me because you have found me an absolute unicorn. Yes, Jackie. Yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So then how do you do this? Like what what is how do you do it for female entrepreneurs? For female so I guess so my focus is very much on um, the business of running a business. So all of the women that I work with are incredibly talented at their their thing, the thing that they, you know, the service that they provide. And um, a lot of them are 
not necessarily fabulous at the machinations of running a business and all that that entails. Because for a lot of the women that I work with, particularly, you know, the the beautiful creative ones and like, you know, it's just not things that they have had to consider in their lives until they've had to start a business. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for so many people, when they first start their business they they're just you know they're being scrappy and they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants and they're saying yes to every opportunity and they're not being you know they're just you know it's all about like making money and and you know keeping their head above water and and doing all of the things and it's only once they kind of get to that usually when when I start working with someone it's around that 18 month sometimes into three year mark where they realize that actually this is not sustainable the way that they're working. So I I come in and basically like clear a path for them. So help them see the wood for the trees, show them that there is an easier way to do things, help them in terms of, um, you know, planning and resourcing and getting stuff done and, and harnessing that beautiful entrepreneurial spirit that so many of them have that that spirit that takes them down all the different pathways and going after all the bright shiny objects and you know perhaps you know not paying attention to the super duper important things that are going to enable your business to still be here in five ten years time so um so a lot of it, it, it is, um, you know, advising solution, like providing practical solutions, that kind of thing. Often the solution comes around to people, which is why the finding unicorn piece is so important. Because again, it's one of those things that I have done throughout my career in terms of finding great people. I know, you know, I know what makes a great hire. I know where to find them. Like that is a, something again, that I just thought everyone knew how to do until I realized that they didn't. And the thing that upsets me is that so many small business owners settle for either no support or inadequate support. And, yeah, one of the most satisfying parts of my jobs is, is actually showing them, hey, it doesn't need to be like this. Yeah. And there is an, There are solutions out there and, and, yeah, just showing them the way really. Absolutely. So yeah, that recruitment piece, that is so big, so time consuming and Mm. incredibly challenging, particularly like you say, if you don't know where to look, like, you know, you you can go to your typical recruiter or whatever, but it's just often not a great experience. And sometimes that's because you're not clear, crystal clear on exactly what you're looking for as well. Yeah, so I can see how, you know, you coming in, understanding and then going, yep, I know where to look, I know where to find would be like the perfect, perfect experience for people. Yeah, and look, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of like, not like people do go looking in the wrong places so they get the wrong people or they don't eat they can't define what it is that they're actually looking for so they will accept those you know we call them like the square pegs in the round holes and again it ends up becoming this massive pain point for a business owner and um, then that often puts people off ever doing it again if they have one bad experience then they go oh this is a waste of time I may as well just keep doing everything myself and then they get back into that state of overwhelm and around and around we go and yeah. it's just that never-ending cycle so 
yeah, I'm, you know, part of the work that I do is showing the women that I work with that there is an easier path. Yeah, absolutely. So let's touch on that because the delegating and outsourcing is really the thing that can make or break a business and an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> or a leader. Like yes. really anyone at that level that sort of gets to the stage where it's like, well, I'm doing too much. I'm too in the business. I'm not thinking strategically. I can't elevate. Yeah. Um, so why is this so critical to a business thriving? Besides the obvious, besides like just the, okay, I can pass tasks off. Tasks off, yeah. But it's like you can't just do that. You can't just abdicate the task, right? No, and I think you can only go so far on your own. Like that is the truth. Now, everyone has a different idea of what success is to them and what going far is so for some people they want to have you know a huge you know multi multi seven figure dollar business um they want you know they want a huge team they you know they want to be running multiple projects like it, it looks different for everyone but I think when particularly with the women that I work with who are so fantastic at at their thing and every time they are getting pulled into the weeds of the business and doing these tasks that are so far out of their zone of genius, that has an impact on their business building ability. Because if you are sitting there doing your own PowerPoint slides and resizing images in in Canva to make beautiful um, social media posts and those Things that are important in our business, but they're not necessarily the things that need to be done by you forever. Now, often when we're starting out, we do do everything because we don't have the funds to, to do it, but that is not a sustainable way of working. So I think it's really, really important that people look at what they can offload that is going to improve their ability to actually generate revenue in their business. Yeah, 100%. Like you say, it's just not sustainable if you're wanting to achieve growth, doing it all yourself. And now it's time for a quick break. To have a successful business or career, you need to lead it and lead it well, which is why investing into your leadership is so important. If you are someone who wants to level up, play a bigger game and supercharge your results, then join Julie on her seven-week Role Model Effect program. It is a laser-focused program designed to give you clarity and confidence in your leadership to enable you to lead with influence as we move forward in our uncertain world. It will magnify your self-awareness and confidence, amplify your growth and intensify your influence as a leader. If you are curious to know more, visit juliehyde.com.au or contact her directly to find out more. Do you find that's the biggest resistance piece that you get is around people relinquishing control? 100%, Julie, 100%. It is a control thing. And I understand why. You know, I, I run my own business as well. And no one knows our businesses like we do. They, they, you know, or so we think. And coming back to what we talked about earlier about, you know, potentially having hired previously and, and it not worked yeah. out. 
it's like once bitten, twice shy. And as it's not like in, in corporate, right, where there's layer upon layer of infrastructure and there's buffers, right? And there's, you know, there's training and development departments. There's, you know, in-house mentoring and also there's so much support when a new person comes into a team in a big corporation. But for a small business, we don't have that. We are, you know, we're the trainer, we're the HR department, we're the, you know, people and culture person. Like we are everything, right? And if it's not working, there's a lot. There's a lot more at stake when when you've got um, when you're running your own business. So usually it is. It's that it's that relinquishing of control or a bad experience that puts people off. Um, the other thing also that it sometimes comes down to is money people feel like they can't afford it but there are there are ways of figuring out that actually you know you, you can and it's and and then there's the time factor as well which is a bit chicken and egg because people go well I don't have time to train someone but it's like well do you have the time you know to continue running the business the way that it is because it's actually costing you time um, by, you know, not having the right support and continuing to do absolutely everything yourself. Yeah, there's a whole myriad of things that you just mentioned that was mixed up for me in that because, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 14 years and I've tried different versions of of support and help yep. and it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just not worked out how I want it to work out. And then it's thinking, oh, I don't have time to, to train people, or I don't have time to explain. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, even that. Yeah. So I'll just keep doing it. But actually, yeah. if you take the time, you know, like it's like you know, create create the process, the system, whatever, do the training, mm. and just you know, enable someone to master that skill, and then you don't have to do it anymore. Like it becomes someone else's job, and it is a revelation it when is. that happens. It really is. And I see that all the time, week in, week out. You know, I get you know messages from clients going, oh, my God, thank you for bringing her into my life. Yeah. You know, she's amazing. And it's just like I knew, you know, I, I, I pushed this with you because I know the impact that it has to have the right person supporting you. Oh, 100%. And since I, you know, had Jackie on board, my yeah. business has been able to elevate, like even really simple things like, you know, just a report that looks graphically yes. brilliant. So supports your brand. Mm-hmm. Just little things that I can go, hey, Jackie, I need you to do this. Here are the steps. She goes off and does it. And it's yep. just like, oh my God, that's just, yes. just yep. life changing. It is. Like you say, it gives you back time yep. and energy. Yes. To be yes. Because yes. you spend yep. more time. Um, doing the things that you love doing, which gives you the energy and the motivation and builds momentum. So there's so much in that. So then can you share then your top tips for those that know they have to outsource but are concerned where to start? I will always say that the best place to start is to actually do an audit of how you are spending your time currently. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most eye-opening exercises that you can do in your in your business and some people do find this quite confronting but I promise you that it is it's a really important place to start by doing um, like a time task tracking exercise where you track your time over ideally the course of a week and you identify absolutely everything that you are doing throughout your working day and actually throughout your whole day not just when you're at work because 
we all overestimate or underestimate time. And it's often shocking when you see the results at the end of the week and you see exactly when you say, oh, it only takes me five minutes to do invoicing, takes me no time at all. But then you go, oh, geez, well, I did five minutes, but I actually did that 10 times over the course of the week. So, you know, there's, 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 you know, an hour of, of, you know, it's just that sort of thing that all adds up. Social media obviously is a massive rabbit hole that we, we spend time falling down. We go, oh, you know, just pop this post up and then you're, you know, before you know it, an hour has gone by and you're still on there. So um, I think it's, it's a really powerful thing to do to just get really clear on where your time is being spent and then identify the tasks on that, that are not necessarily, they're important to the business but they don't necessarily need to be done by you. They're not in your zone of genius. Um, and looking at, at how many hours of time that all adds up to and thinking what you what impact on your business you doing revenue generating work in those hours could have. Mm. And that's usually the, the kicker for someone to go, okay, well, I'm spending eight hours a week on social media, my hourly rate, let's just, you know, pick a number, $100 an hour. I'm hemorrhaging $800 of mm. potential revenue by doing this when I could be paying someone $30 an hour to be doing it for me. And, um, and you know, I say this in a quiet voice, but they might even do it better than you. Like, how about that? (laughs) So consider that because yes, you know, the control freak in all of us, it's like, no one knows my business better, but, you know, especially when it comes to things like, you know, bookkeeping, invoicing, payroll, that kind of thing, you know, a couple of hours from an expert can save you many, many hours across across your business week. So, so after you've done that time task tracking exercise, look at, at what you could potentially outsource. And you don't have to, this doesn't need to be one person's job. We don't need to hire, you know, an executive assistant full-time at, you know, $80,000 a year. You could start small. And, you know, this is what you did, Julie, right? Like just a few hours a week. Like it doesn't, you know, doesn't have to be, even your forever person. It could just be just just to start to lighten the load. Other thing that I would say too in that realm is just try to start getting things out of your head. So all of that knowledge that you're storing inside your head of the way things are done around here, the way things are done in your business is start to look for ways of emptying out the contents of your head into some kind of documented fashion so that it makes it really easy when the time comes to delegate. Yeah, that's a good point. So getting out the knowledge into like processes. Yeah, yeah. in that. whatever way works for you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they hear the word processes and yeah. system, they start to freak out. They think that they need this really convoluted flow charts and, you know, expensive software and, you know, days and days and days of time to capture it or you know what like a a google doc or or you know loom videos there's so many other ways that you can catch this information it doesn't have to be you know 
worthy of of any design awards it just needs to be captured somewhere so that someone else can use it yeah absolutely 100 percent. all right so great tip so the audit you know identify tasks that are not done by you and then get the stuff out of your head down onto some form of See, I'm an old-fashioned guy. Say, put it on paper. Yeah, I mean, it just needs to be shareable. I think yeah. that's the thing. But you know, even if you document it onto paper and give that to someone, someone. to be their job, here yeah. you go. Can you, you know, put this in a, you know, a, an Asana board or a Monday board or some other, you know, Google sites? There's, there's lots of different ways that you yeah. can capture it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Thank you. Great tips. So are you someone that role models this, Michelle? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Am I someone that role models this? Um, Reluctantly. So it's it's really difficult because I have always been that Mm. person, right? Mm. So it's just like, uh, you know, and I am capable and I can do uh, uh, all the things. But again, it's like, you know, you, you, you teach what you need to hear sometimes and it is that, okay, Michelle, why are you doing this? I'm one of these people that if I have no clue about something, I'm really happy to hand it off to someone else. But if I have an ability, like things like managing my calendar, I can do that in, you know, really quickly and, and easily, but I am becoming increasingly aware of how much time I am spending in that like the sort of calendar management inbox management side of things so yeah I'm, I'm a work in progress I think is is what I, I would say that's a really good point though in terms of if you don't have the expertise you're happy to but if yeah. you do it's yeah. really being conscious of what you're hanging on to that's right so yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Just changing tact for a moment. Yeah. What, what's like the best piece of advice that you've been given, and who did you get it from? Oh, uh, look, I this this is a really hard question to like nail down because I have had so much incredible advice over um, over my career, over my life, really. But I think there is just that little like mantra that has stuck in my head, and you know, I keep falling back to it time and time and time again. And that is tough times don't last, but tough people do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a teenager in the in the 90s, so I was brought up on, you know, Phil Donahue and Oprah, like, you know, when we were meant to be studying for the HSC and we'd all be sitting around my friend's house watching, like, episodes of, of that in the middle of the day. Um, and I, so I think it actually, it definitely came from them because I remember it was around that time of my life that I picked it up. And it's just something that I keep falling back to all the time because um, it's true. Like it's, it is so true. Like even when you are in the depths of despair, when you think that like, God, can it get any worse? And then the sun does come out that, you know, the clouds clear, the sun comes out and life does go on and I'm still standing. You're, you know, we're all still standing. We're still here. And it's just, yeah, I, it's just one of those pieces of advice that I really do live by. Yeah, great advice too. And just so true, so true. Mm. So, Michelle, I've loved our chat and I can't believe the time has just flown. So with the show notes, I'm going to share how people can get in contact with you, especially yep. those who are thinking, yep, that's me. I need help in my <laughs> business, please. 
So my final question, which is one I love to finish on because this, this podcast is called Making It Count and I'd love you to share how you feel that you're doing this in your world. My mission is to elevate the experience of running a business for the women that I work with and I consider it a great day if I have impacted them by showing them an easier way because I be coming back to the tough times don't last but tough people do like life doesn't need to be as hard as we often make it so I am yeah make it my mission to just make the experience of running a business a lot easier you know one of my highest values is connection so I'm I'm a massive cheerleader for my clients my business buddies my girlfriends um you know I just I, I my favorite thing to do is is to connect incredible women to other incredible women so that they can lift each other up and then we you know we can all elevate all of our businesses and our lives as well. So that's, yeah, that's very much my focus. I love it. Thank you, Michelle. And you've certainly done that for me. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I love working with you, Julie. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) And thank you so much for being part of today and sharing so generously. And it's been wonderful to have you. It's been my pleasure. It's been great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.